The Maker's House Chapel International presents Destiny Word with Dr. Michael Bwedidamiche. As a child of God, you are mandated to take territories and fulfill your destiny. Destiny Word is designed to help illuminate your path towards a purpose-driven life. Please stay tuned for the unadulterated Word of God, a word that not only brings focus to your life, but also helps you navigate the challenges that comes your way. Turn your Bibles quickly to the book of Esther chapter number 4. We are still continuing with Destiny Landmines. We read from the verse number 13 and end on the verse number 16. Then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther, Think not with thyself that thou shalt escape the king's house more than all the Jews. For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed, and who knows whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Verse 15 says that then Esther bade them return Mordecai this answer. Go gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan and fast ye for me. And neither eat nor drink three days, night or day. I also and my maidens will fast likewise. And so will I go in unto the king, which is not according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. Let me take that part again. I also and my maidens will fast likewise. And so will I go in unto the king, which is not according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. For some time now, we've been dealing with the subject of destiny. We've tried to understand destiny from various angles and the various submissions of people that have tried to explain it in the course of time. By people that have explained destiny to be something that you can't have anything to do about. According to them, you came into this world in a fixed state and your end was fixed and how you get to your end was also fixed. And so you are like playing a fist match. Therefore, the result is given. You can't change the results. It's quite strange because if that becomes what destiny is about and I have nothing to do with it, then it's not even right to have any work ethic. Neither is it right to have anything to do. Because whether I work, whether I sleep, whether I move, whether I go to school or not, the result is going to be the same. Now that means that judgment is also not going to be possible because if destiny is fixed and God brought me into this world to exit at a particular point and... What I was going to do was predetermined by him and there is no way I have a choice in it. Then it means that God will be very unfair to fix me to be in this world in a certain state. And when I tore the line that he, he brought me into this world to pursue, then he will judge me that I did what was not right. Now, we try to understand some of the parameters within which we can forfeit what is called destiny. I told you that I don't agree with that school of thought because I believe destiny obviously 
um, from the same root word etymologically as the word destination, which means an end, which also means movement. But if that happens to be the case and destiny is your predestined end or where God wants to take you to, God leaves man what is called free will or choice. It means that destiny is out of God's sovereignty, but it's also played out by human choice. It's God's end for you, but you have a role to play. God is not remotely controlling you from the heavens and expecting you um, to do certain things and still judge you. God has allowed you to be here so that you can use what he has given to you, your intellect, your heart, your emotions, the things that he has given to you to make the right decisions and choices for yourself. For instance, if God brought you into this world to live to a hundred and somebody breaks your heart, just like the other day it happened in the University of Cape Coast when somebody um, was heartbroken and jumped off the hall and broke his neck. Um, you can't tell me that God has destined this young man to die like that because the life of that young man was not connected to the life of that probably beautiful, which I don't really know whether she was beautiful or, or not. Most of you, your destinies are round holes, obviously, and you want to force yourself and put square pegs in them. And God will always find a way to flush those people out. But we are so attached to our emotions such that when the wrong people are even leaving our lives, when God is flushing the wrong people out, we are begging God, please let the wrong one stay. I, I pray that you will not be like those people whose prayer is for the wrong people to keep on hanging around your life. You don't need the wrong crowd. You need the right crowd. You don't need the wrong people. You need the right crew. Now, Destiny is like that. Destiny is supposed to be the predestined and is what God has for you. But because it's what God has for you and you live in this world, and the Bible says that God has given this world to the sons of men, it means that God wants you, who is his representative in this world, to enforce his will in the heavens. Either than that, Jesus would not have said that when you pray, pray that thy kingdom should come. It means that there is a role for any individual you have. A role to play um, God has a place for you God has a place where he's taking you to there is no child of God that is supposed to be an average person um, every child of God you can't be average why because the seed in you is a seed of greatness if Jesus lives on the inside of you and the Bible says that the earth is a footstool it means that you should have the world under your control now now anytime God brings those things around you anything that God brings around you it is not as greater or it is not as um, it is not bigger or it's not even equal um, to what is on the inside of you you are big on that. That is destiny. Now, destiny is supposed to be from inside out. But how are you going to be able to play that out? And that is why we chose that test. Um, you have to understand that for you to be able to get to where God wants to get you to, the only thing that you really require is the power of conviction. The power of conviction. The landmine, what will take one of your legs out or what will make you crippled and not be able to get to where God wants you to get to is when you lack the conviction of what God brought you in this world for.
if you don't know where you are going you will never get there they say actually if you don't know your price you'll be sold for anything anybody will pay anything just for you if you don't know how much you are worth but if you know how much you are worth you know that you can't take certain things um, um, there are certain people who anybody can say anything to them but and 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 they go and they evaluate their lives um, through the pages of what people write about them you, you are not the newspaper you are not the news they report about people who are important there are a lot of people who misbehave and nobody hears about them and there are people who when they misbehave everybody knows but even if you are in the news the news that you are in doesn't define you you can always jump out of it um, I, I don't believe that honorable Agbesi Woyome doesn't sleep I believe he sleeps very well no matter what you think about him he sleeps because he is not the news probably he doesn't even read the newspapers it will amaze you to know that there are certain people who don't even watch the news because if you know that they are talking about you why do you even bother to listen because they don't know you like yourself so if somebody is talking about me why do you want me to listen because i know me you can't tell me about me i know me and the me that i know you don't know you are trying to know me by talking about me but i know the me so i'm convinced about the me and so the me is what i know whatever you know is something that you think about the me but the me is me and because the me is me i am the only one who knows and so i don't have to read what you write about me i don't have to read that i know me i have to tell you me whoever writes about me that i have not given him my own version is just speculative i'm trying to build a foundation that will make you follow the story back to the scripture this is a slave girl slave walked all her life running errands for her uncle doing things that her uncle would want her to do obedience she was obedient she served the bible has no account of any time that she was ever stubborn she did what was required of her at all times she was obedient to the uncle and her obedience paid off the bible says that somebody had relinquished her position a lady called vashti had left her throne why because the king wanted the queen i don't know who which man would want that but the queen was asked by the king to dance before the guest hell no i won't do that that i have friends that have come to visit me and i tell my wife um, come here come I, I want you to dance before what kind of man would do that but the king did that as absurd as it might appear it was the plan of god to get somebody out of place sometimes god allows certain things to happen 
so that he can get certain people out of certain places so that he can get the right people to those places that they have been desiring for um, can I submit to you that in this end time, God will cause people to lose their places for God's people to take their places. Why? Because that is what God has said. The Bible says that the wealth of the wicked is being laid up for the righteous. What does that mean? God is saying that there are certain people who will lose their places for God's people to take their places. So there is going to be a divine takeover. Watch this space. God has whether you call it push there to be disobedient sometimes I wonder why God does certain things because I read the Bible and God will say that I'm the same person who hardened the heart of Pharaoh so sometimes God can make somebody's heart really hard there is a Nigerian proverb that says that the stubborn fly who always follow the corpse to the grave so sometimes God makes it in hearts very stubborn so that they will follow the cops and go down to the grave. God had in his own will, sovereign will, made the queen Vashti to disobey the word of the king. And he said, king, there is nobody who disobeys you who is still supposed to be called your wife. Wives are supposed to be submissive. I wished they were in our generation. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not bringing any argument. All that I'm saying is that I wished they were in our generation. They said, King, you can't marry her anymore. And, and the king said, you're right. Um, they said, King, bring all the beautiful ladies in your kingdom and let us see which one is the nicest and pick one. Choose one. Don't, don't go for two. Choose one. And so they, they made the king call every woman in the kingdom to come around when they came as fate destiny divine will sovereign will any of them that you choose to call it as it was esther was chosen when esther was chosen the bible says that the king loved esther amongst all the other concubines that were around the king loved Esther. The king had many, but loved Esther. And the Bible says that there was a certain gentleman who had wanted to kill, called Naaman, exterminate, kill everybody who was a Jew. And the scripture says that um, he had sent a word throughout the nation, written documents to people and every general on the land that this is my plan i want all of you to rally behind me we want to take all the jews out because the jews are taking over our country just like it's happening in south africa now that the foreigners are taking over our jobs the jews are taking over our country let us take them out let us get them out let us try to kill let us try to do whatever we can do to make sure that they don't arise anymore and the Bible says that Mordecai, who was Esther's uncle, had, and, and when he had it, because he was an opinion leader, when he had it, he was so angry and he was so sad at the same time. And so he went to the, the queen, he sent a word to the queen and said to the queen, Queen, you know what, this is what they want to do to us, but we want you to go to the king and tell the king what they want to do to your kinsmen. Esther said, initially, Esther was hesitant. 
Esther sent a word that was presupposing that I am safe. I live within the four walls of the king's house. Because of that, there is no army, there is no foreign army, there is no body within the same kingdom who can touch me. Why? Because I am in the house of the king. Mordecai sent back a word to her and said, you are in this kingdom in such a time as this. Now, what Mordecai was trying to point out to Esther was that you are not here because of yourself. Destiny has placed you there. And when destiny gives you an assignment, you don't run away from it. Saying that God in his sovereign will knew that somebody by the name Haman was going to try to kill every child, every man, every woman, every, everybody who calls himself or herself a Jew. And, and because of that, God allowed, there were so many people. Esther, why do you think all this while the king never take, took notice of you? But now, why do you think that God had to now hide you? up until now god had to hide you because god knew that in this particular time they were going to try to kill every jew from this land and so god hid you god preserved you god gave you the grace the favor and the mandate to have favor before the king in such a time don't think that you are here as an accident that was what mordecai was trying to communicate to esther you are not a product of an accident you are not a mistake God knows why he allowed you to occupy the throne at this particular time. He said, in case you forget, if you even decide that you will not do this, the destiny of the Jewish people is in the hands of God and so God will raise deliverance from somewhere else. But watch this. He said, and when God is raising the deliverance, because you did not do what you were supposed to do, you and your father's house will perish. As if that was not enough. The Bible says that, and immediately, Esther, the lady who was lacking conviction, who did not know whether she should step in and do what was expected of her or she should just sit back and enjoy the comfort that the king was providing immediately she said go and tell Mordecai that let everybody who calls himself or herself a Jew fast and pray for three days and three nights without food I'm also going to do same with my maidens and I'm going to go to the king and even if I perish I perish now that the moral lesson of that very scripture that we read is that if you will be able to fulfill destiny, you need to have the conviction that destiny is not going to give you any free ride. It is not going to be bread and butter. It's not going to be having chocolate spread and Coca-Cola. Destiny is not going to be, be like having a club sandwich and sitting by your pool and enjoying the comfort of life. Destiny will throw you and, and hand you certain bitter pills in life. But 
you should have that conviction that God has brought you into this world to fulfill destiny and he has brought you into this world to be a liberator unto many people and because he has brought you into this world for such a time as this and he has given you the mandate to liberate other people no matter what the enemy throws at you you have that resolve that you will not cave in you will not um you will not yield into the pressure that the enemy throws at you but you will stand tall and do what God has asked you to do you cannot just back off for you to fulfill destiny life will bring you challenges but you have to have the resolve the tenacity the inner conviction that what is ahead of you is greater than what has gone before you you have to come to the place where when you look at you in front of you you can tell yourself the sufferings of this present time is not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us for the endless expectation of the creation waits for the manifestation of the sons of god you have to come to the place where the only thing you tell yourself is that God has destined me for greatness and I will not settle for anything less if destiny is placed on your life it's not going to be fulfilled just by watching soap opera it's not going to be fulfilled just by talking to people who will massage your ego when destiny is to be fulfilled you need to have that inner conviction. You don't need even people to pamper you. You cannot be pampered to your way of destiny. The road of destiny. I quite remember when the U.S. president, the first time he won the election and he was giving it his inaugural address, he said, the journey might be far, the road might be steep. You might go through mountains and valleys, but we'll definitely get there. That is the power of conviction. During 9-11, the American president said, you can shake the foundations of our building, but you cannot shake the foundations of America. You should have that thing on the inside of you that things can blow around you to shake things around you. But what is on the inside of you is unshakable. And because it is unshakable, that is exactly what is going to happen. You should have that inner tenacity. When God wants to take you to any place, the evil winds will blow. It's not going to be somebody just giving you a handout. The winds will blow against you. Jesus was all God. He was also all man. When he has said, let us go to the other side, the Bible says that, and the wind blew contrary to the sail. Even Jesus, the winds blew against him. So it is not the direction of the winds that determines the sail. It is the conviction of the sailor. It is not the direction of the wind. The winds can be against you. But if you are convinced beyond any reasonable doubt that what God has said about you is final, no matter what anybody brings to you or says about you, you don't really want to know. All that you care about is God in my secret place. You spoke to me. When I was starting this business, I did not start it because I had a good business plan. I started it because you told me to start it. And so although the fig tree will not blossom, you should have that inner tenacity, that conviction. The Bible says, and there were three Hebrew men. They said unto the king, king, you can tell us all that you want to say, but we can't even allow you to go home on this matter. 
we are convinced that we will not serve any other inner conviction we can't serve your God we can't bow to your God we are convinced we have the resolve we know why we are here for you to fulfill destiny you should know why you are here you should know what your destiny is about your destiny is not what people tell you you are your destiny is the blueprint that God gave to you when you were coming into this world and that blueprint there are certain people who want to doctor it there are certain people who want to um, put um, stickers on it there are certain people who want to dictate the flow of that blueprint but as far as God is concerned God is standing at the end of the road and he's just telling you come here my daughter I'm waiting for you come here my son I'm waiting for you all that God is waiting for you to do is just step out be convinced and step out conviction inner conviction yourself conviction if you'll be able to fulfill destiny and do exactly what God wants for you and become what god has destined for you to become you have to have the conviction there was the same people exposed to the same environmental hazards the same um, upbringing the same society the same culture the same people there were, there were 12 12 people and the bible says that moses has sent them to a place and they came back and they said when we went there we found people and the people that we found there we think that destiny cannot be fulfilled they did not have the conviction of what god had told them god had told them i want to give you the land they said unto god ah god we know that you live in the heavens you don't live here and because of that you see when you are up you see everything small but we are here things are magnified you know when you are you are up there everything looks very small and so sometimes you are forced to think that god is also operating from the same standpoint but because he's up there he sees everything very small because when you're up there even skyscrapers look very small it is when you get close to it so you might be thinking god please get close to it come here and walk in our shoes and so god has sent the 12 men and through the mouth of moses god has sent the 12 men and when they went there the bible says that 10 of them said destiny can be fulfilled although god has spoken destiny can be fulfilled the economic conditions the climate the people everything in there says that it's not possible everything says we cannot get it done but there were two people i just want to pray for the two people just the two people the bible says that but there were two people joshua and caleb and the bible says that they said unto the un, unto moses moses um we don't want to know what they are saying because we also went with them but they are operating on the currency on the face value of what they saw but we have something that is not visible to the eye for eyes have not seen or ears said neither has it ever entered into the heart of any man when god speaks you don't have to even see it before you act on it when they were going they said unto themselves that if God is the one sending us there, we will definitely get there. 
I just came to speak to the two people who will be amongst the many. Um, the Bible says that then they said unto Moses, Moses, um, when we were going there, we saw them, but they shall be as bread before us. We are not going to be as grasshoppers. They will be as bread before us. And the Bible says that, and amongst all of them, they were the only people that were able to get there. Why? Because they had the power of conviction. If you'll be able to get to the place where God wants you to get to, no matter what anybody says, you should be convinced in yourself. Everybody might tell you this child will die. What is your conviction telling you? Everybody might tell you this relationship will not work. What is your conviction? Thank you for listening to Destiny Word by Dr. Michael Bwedinyamiche. We believe you have been impacted to fulfill your purpose. For more transformative and uplifting teachings from Dr. Yamiche, kindly join us at the Maker's House Chapel International Destiny Arena, adjacent the School of Nuclear and Allied Sciences. Join any of our services, Sunday Word from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., teaching service on Wednesdays from 6.30 p.m. to 8 p.m., and our flagship program, Morning Aura, on Saturdays from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. to engage in prayer and experience the supernatural. You can also be part of our online services, Command Your Morning, every weekday from 4.45 a.m. to 6 a.m. and power up your week every Sunday from 11.30 p.m. to 12.30 p.m. on our social media platforms. For more information about our ministry, you can reach out to us on 020-004-7488 or 026-681-3275. Additionally, visit our website at www.themakershouse.org. God bless you abundantly as you journey towards your destiny with courage and faith. Destiny Word. Be empowered to take territories and fulfill destinies.